Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is Step 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step 2 of Al-Anon. We come to believe in a better life through the powerful gift of other people. Hearing them, seeing them, and watching the gift of recovery at work in, the, in our lives. You know, they ta- there are some aspects of, these, of recovery that are simple, but very difficult in practice. And I think remembering that other people often have the solutions that I am lacking or the blind spots that I might not seeing. And that's consistently been, um, but also, you know, I think in my case, to pick those people carefully. I mean, there's a lot of sick people out there too. Um, but it just reminds me that it's worth taking risks and there are a lot of good people. So hearing them, seeing them and watching the gift of recovery at work in their lives. There is a power, power with a capital P, greater than us. There is real hope now that things can and will be different and better for our life and us. We're not in a do-it-yourselves program, do-it-ourselves program. We do not have to exert willpower to change. We do not have to force our recovery to happen. We do not have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps just so we believe that there is a power greater than ourselves, one who will get the job done in our life. The power will do for us what our, your greatest gift and most diligent efforts could not accomplish. I'm going to read this two more times. Hopefully it'll stick somewhat. This power will do for us what your greatest and most diligent efforts could not accomplish. This power will do for us what your greatest and most diligent efforts could not accomplish. It reminds me of a story in the Big Red Book about there's nothing noble in the struggle. Back to the reading. Our higher power will restore us to a sane and beneficial life. All we do is believe. Look. Watch. See the people around you. See the healing they have found. Then discover your own faith, your own belief, your own healing. Today, regardless of my circumstances, I will believe to the best of my ability that a power greater than myself can and will restore me to a peaceful, sane way of living. Then I will relax and let him do that. And it's a great reminder, uh, you know, especially when I can get in that frenzied adrenaline pace that try harder a lot of times is not the solution. You know, appearing to work harder oftentimes is not the solution. And then I think, you know, there's the bodily stuff about just carrying, you know, stress and unnecessary tension in the body and just to relax and have faith. It is a more sane way of living. On to the next reading. It also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. And the topic is asking for what we need. One evening, I was alone, wary, and exhausted. I was in the midst of extensive traveling, disconnected from friends and family. I had flown home for the evening, but it seemed like nobody noticed. People were used to me being gone. It was late at night, and I began arguing with God. I'm out there working hard. I'm lonely. I need to know someone cares. You've told me to tell you what I need, and tonight, God, I particularly need the presence of male energy. I need a friend, someone I can trust to care about me in a non-sexual, non-exploitive way. I need to be held. Now where are you? I lay down on the couch and closed my eyes. I was too tired to do anything but let go. The telephone rang minutes later. It was a former colleague who had since become my friend. Hey kid, he said. You sound really tired and needy. 
Stay right where you are. I'm going to dry out, drive out and give you a foot rub. It sounds exactly like what you need. Half an hour later, he knocked on my door. He brought a small bottle of oil with him and gently massaged my feet, gave me a hug, told me how much he cared about me, then left. I smiled. I had received exactly what I asked for. It is safe to trust God. Today, I will remember God cares about what I need, especially if I do. You know, I remember, uh, I think it was like probably 21, 22, and this lady always used to say, ask and then you shall receive. And, you know, one of the hardest things I think in the recovery from trauma is asking and receiving and asking with the intention of receiving as well. Now, the next reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is, talked about synchronicity here, gratitude. The ACA program has brought me the miracle of life. I'm able to experience compassion, forgiveness, love, and gratitude, the emotions that make my life worth living. Big Red Book, page 140. Um, you know, just to kind of like meditate on that thing, I can say that there's progress here, maybe not perfection, because I, you know, I could see my critic arguing about compassion, forgiveness, love, and gratitude, but it's definitely been there in pockets and probably more than pockets. And you know that word gratitude, I'm starting to think gratitude is actually a skill, um, and this is not an original concept, but it's just something. It's a practice, and it's just something you have to do every day. And it's very important, I think, for my mental uh, well-being because I think. It's just as easy to look for things that are wrong as things that are right. It's just one is a good habit that serves me and one is a bad habit that no longer serves me. Or if it does, it serves me like, you know, if I was in like risk mitigation or something like that, but certainly doesn't serve me uh, on a day-to-day basis because, and there is plenty to be grateful for, uh, despite the frigid (laughs) weather today. Anyways, uh, you know, the thing is grateful is I'll be moving to a warm place. Back to the reading. Before ACA, many of us were so mired in our dysfunctions that if someone asked us how we felt, we usually just said, fine. We probably didn't even know how to describe our feelings. This is true. Since many of us couldn't think of more than a few anyways. Uh, it's been a while since I've like looked at that feelings wheel. This was the result of consistently stuffing them in our childhood and adult lives. In ACA, we learn to change our thoughts, to gradually free ourselves from the things that are weighing us down. We see that the sky is often a beautiful blue. It's not always cloudy. We start to see so many more possibilities for ourselves about the way we truly want to live our lives. We find that it is possible to have compassion for others in a way that doesn't mean we want or need to fix them. We understand that we, have, we all have struggles. We offer help where we can, with no strings attached. Instead of carrying resentments, we learn forgiveness. We begin to release any bitterness and anger. Instead of being a victim and feeling as if we don't have enough, we learn to have gratitude for what we have and for our potential. We find miracles. We find the miracles. On this day, I will remember the emotional gifts this program has given me. And with gratitude, I promise to continue to open myself up to life's possibilities through ACA. And I think, you know, I heard something about say less in step three. Turn it over, you know, and that is a new way of living life and a satisfying way. Easy is easy, but easy is never to be confused with satisfying. The next reading also comes from ACA's Big Red Book, or sorry, ACA's Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is The Other Laundry List. Before we write in greater detail about the original laundry list, we must note that most of the 14 traits have an opposite. 
Our experience shows that the opposites are just as damaging as the counterpart. Overcoming our denial of family dysfunction was easier when we took an honest and balanced view of our life's experiences. The laundry list provided clues about some of the effects, but the compulsions and the addictiveness could not be accepted as normal. Somewhere deep inside, we knew that there was more to the issues we faced than we were currently in touch with. The opposites laundry list gave some of the rest of the puzzle. Here was a description of how we might have acted out the traits. We could see how we set up an endless roller coaster ride between the effects of our childhood and how it affected ourselves and others today. The solution for both lists is the same. The steps and reparenting. And that is great. The steps and reparenting. And I think reparenting is learning new skills. And I always talked about how you can't read about a lot. This is not true at all. It is time for me as part of the you know, the uh, reparenting process to to learn skills, and often that time comes through reading and asking for help, of course, as was mentioned in the other uh, one of the prior readings. Admitting powerless, coming to believe, and turning our will and our lives over to the care of a higher power all start us on the road to our spiritual awakening. Acknowledging our critical inner parent and creating space for our inner loving parent to guide our inner child releases us from our effects and gives us power to achieve integration and wholeness. On this day, I will look to both the laundry list and the opposite laundry list to get a sense of the effects and my effects. I will be mindful of the solution, using the steps and reparenting myself in order to create integrity and wholeness. And that concludes t- today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. I really just appreciate it. I want to take a moment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to love myself, to feel my feelings, to be still and know. Until next time.